Picture a world where costs are down, profits are up, and customers are clamoring at your door. You're listening to Let's Get Up to Business from Jordan Law. Our interviews with business owners, service providers, and area experts can teach you how to create a world of success and profitability. If you're looking for an attorney to assist in your business formation, employment agreements, or other legal business needs, contact Jordan Law at 407-906-5529. You can also reach us on the web at jordanlawfl.com. Jordan Law, we protect you and your business. Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan Ostrock with Jordan Law, and this is Let's Get Up to Business, our uh, Facebook live show here where, where we interview business owners and business service providers around the country on how they can help you grow and protect your business. As you know, Jordan Law is a business law and personal injury firm here in sunny Orlando, Florida, for at least the next little bit. Uh, Mark, you have my bottom third still for Ed from the last one. Joining us today, an awesome guest, Justin Breen of Brepic Communications. Justin is a PR maven and probably the most well-connected person that I know. So cool. he's gonna be- really, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so he's going to be talking to one. about how to develop a unique and memorable brand identity. So tell us a little bit more yes, about yourself that. before we get into this, Justin. Thank you for number number one. So uh, my tenure uh, tenure vision, which I'm just working on now, is to uh, connect every visionary, abundance, investment mindset person in the world and share their stories with the world. So I'm already doing that now, but it just a hundred xing that. And uh, so thanks for saying that. That uh, says to me that I'm doing the right thing. Um, and uh, no, in terms of connecting people on a global level and getting people and news at the highest level, there are very few people in the world that are better at it than I am, but I'm basically useless besides that. So I just stay in my zone of genius all day, do what I like to do, what I'm good at all day, and I don't do anything else. So it's a lot of fun, actually. So with those goals and your focus on that, you know, worldwide, have you found COVID to help accelerate a lot of your efforts? <laughs> that's, so that's a high level question. Um, when COVID started, I'm like, oh, maybe this will destroy my business. And it's been the opposite of that because I only work with people and partner with people on a global level that have investment, abundance, visionary mindset. Abundance, investment, visionary mindset. So the people like that fit into two groups. Very, I'm a simplifier, so I simplify everything. They are either running high six-figure to ten-figure businesses um and seeing their families whenever they want to and doing what they like to do and what they're good at or they will be one of those people they're not there yet but they will because they have those mindsets so since covid 
people with abundance investment visionary mindset are investing and pivoting like crazy. No cost, no scarcity, all abundance, all visionary, all investment. So accelerated, my company's, it's always done well, knock on wood, but since COVID, it's really exploded. Uh, two minutes before this started, I just signed with a, a client in Hawaii. Um, hey, there you go. Uh, well, this, I just last week I sent out a contract to Bhutan of all places. I mean, that's one of the most obscure countries in the world um, and hardest to get into. Uh, the, the, it's basically like a giant national park, that country. So, but when you, when you solve the problem, when the problem is solved, it doesn't matter where you're located. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how big the company is because it solves the problem. So that's all my company's done. It just solves the problem. So it works anywhere with any industry, any size. All that stuff's just landing the plane. So as we're talking about this, developing a unique and memorable brand identity, how does that play into your you know, long-term goals? Well, in terms of my long-term goal, I mean, like, so I, I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, created a solution to that problem, problem solved successful global companies. So my entire business is based on telling people's stories and then connecting them with other high-level people. So that's the essential, that's the essential nature of my business. Now, how that's uh, so crucial to any other business is that nobody cares about what you do. They care about who you are, but if they care about who you are, they will care about what you do. So we're a world of storytellers. Uh, we're a world of relationships. So as technology evolves and all that other stuff, the things that never change is that relationships matter and stories matter. We want to know what people, who they are and what they do, but first we want to know who they are. So that's the, it's an essential thing for any business. That's why my company's done so well because essentially everybody needs what my company, you know, the problem that it solves. So, so how, I know you mentioned a lot of companies have pivoted and obviously you've got a ton of industries that are impacted a lot more by COVID than not. But from what you're talking about from that, you know, getting the messaging out, telling the story, sharing who you are, have you seen that have to change quite a bit as we go more and more virtual or have that, has that been relatively the same? I really like your questions. Um, cause it's not, they're not boring. You'd like put a lot of thought into them. Thank you. And, um, and so I'm saying that in this format as well, because of what this format is, is that, um, so podcasts like this are actually replacing mainstream media. I'm a, I'm a visionary's visionary, meaning like a futurist. Like I just see how things are happening now, but really where they're going. So podcasts, like the biggest surprise I've seen since starting this company three and a half years ago and then being in every journalism job you can imagine is that, again, podcasts are replacing mainstream media. And it's three main reasons. Um, there's a fourth, but I haven't experienced it yet. Um, so the, the three main reasons that I have experienced is that one, uh, the host is almost always an entrepreneur, not a journalist, so they will be able to ask questions like you did a real a, a traditional journalist is just they don't think like entrepreneurs which is fine but they don't they, they don't understand the entrepreneurial brain or what questions to ask that's one two you can do a deep dive on someone 
uh, 30, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. So you really get to know not only the guests, but the host as well. So it's not a drive-by interview like on TV or radio where it's, you know, at most five, 10 minutes. You really get to know people. Three, um, the audience, although not as large necessarily quantity-wise, the quality of the audience, a regular person is not going to listen. I mean, maybe they will, but I'm guessing a regular average person is not going to listen to this. But the highest level entrepreneur, whoever, you know, an entrepreneur who happens to be an attorney, and there's a big difference between an entrepreneur who happens to be an attorney as opposed to an attorney who's an attorney. So that's the, you know, that's the difference. So. So when it comes though to sharing that message, I mean, obviously it's, it sounds like you like the podcast model um, from that situation. That's, that's where it's going. And um, I, uh, if th this is live, live, but um, my wife is yelling for me to help her upstairs. So I do need to go check on her. Uh, like I must go right now. So can we take a break real quick? Yeah, or, sure. No problem. I will two seconds. I hope she's okay, but I must go. Yeah. No, understandable. Fam family has to come first uh, while we're while we're still here. Um, Justin had a very interesting. I think he wrote about the uh, the twenty or thirty things that he learned while building and growing Brepic Communications. And so one of the biggest ones was not to sacrifice your relationship with your friends and family in pursuit of something along these lines. So um, I always like people that don't just talk the talk, but also walk the walk. Right. And obviously, I've <laughs> seen from this that he does Sorry exactly that. that. No, no problem. I was sharing with everybody uh, one of your lessons about not sacrificing your relationship with your family while you grow your business. So I thought that was a very yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So the first line of my book, so my wife got trapped and we had, we're having our house painted. So she got trapped in the bathroom. They broke uh -huh. the door. So she got, <laughs> and then, it's not funny. So she's laughing right now. So the first line of my book is, um, and, and after the prologue is, you know, I want to make sure I get this right. So if you are someone who believes that family shouldn't first, please put down the book. I can't help you. So, so what happened? Just, I hope that, I hope you have that because that's a good, uh, it's a good viral video now. Um, and I will post that to my 40,000 plus high level followers that my wife got trapped in the bathroom and I had to leave to do that. But, um, yeah, what, what, why are we doing this? We're doing this so we can see our family. I mean, if you don't put your family first, but I've talked to so many billionaires and I'm like, Oh, well, how, you know, how's your family? And they're like, Oh, I never got to see my family. And you see the look in there. So, you know, that I'm not going, I'll never be one of those people. Family first, yeah. whether it's rescuing my wife in the bathroom, which, Hey, I did. I'm a hero now. There we hero. go. And we've got it on, uh, We've got some of it on video and the rest of it on audio. So we've got a prosperity stake. Best podcast interview I've ever done. Not only are your questions good, but now, now it's, uh, <laughs> she's calling her friend and telling her what happened. So now, now it's proof, proof that I'm a hero to my wife. I saved her from the bathroom. There we go. <laughs> so I want to, I want to get back into the uh, the developing that unique and memorable brand identity yeah, okay. because I think I think all of that all of this comes full circle. I mean, part of your brand identity is that commitment to family first, and I think 100%. that you know, helps us connect with other people is based upon who we truly are. So when you're when you're talking to somebody, I guess let me start here. Are you working with people to help them develop their brand identity, or are you walking people through them doing it themselves? Right. That's a, that's a good question, man. 
What's your Colby again? Six seven seven two, something like that. Uh, something, yeah. I'm not an implementer, but I was good on that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm a right. Well, that's fine, by the way. You're a futurist. Um, so, from a journalistic perspective, whether it's a solopreneur company as big as Allstate or whatever, and anything in between, they hire my firm from a journalistic perspective for two reasons. One, I my firm understands what what a story is that media will care about and that the general public will care about. As a journalist, I wrote two to three stories on deadline every single day for 20 years. So I just know. And then two, I'm not sending my journalism contacts across the world or podcast host contacts, a bad story or a bad guest. I won't, I won't do that. So it cuts through all the noise of nonsense press releases that are useless. And then as a journalist, you receive hundreds of these useless press releases from people you don't know every single day. So it cuts through noise of people who have, you don't, you know, they're just PR hacks. And then it cuts through useless press releases. So usually, but not always, again, usually, but not always, companies have a basic foundational communication strategy in place. They know their messaging, they know that. And then they hire my firm to go big to amplify, multiply that message by being in mainstream media and on podcasts. 20% of the time, maybe they're like, F it. We're just, we want to be in news and then we can build the foundational stuff behind that. Um, so my firm, it helps them get their messaging out there, but my firm creates, creates that, that story, those stories for, for the company and then creates those connections with media or podcast hosts. If I hope that answers your question in a long form way. Well, so those stories, I mean, that's, that's an outpouring of that core brand identity, right? I mean, that's where those stories are coming from, or that's the perspective. Good those question. So, so that's, that is correct in, in the, in the landing the plane type way. So let me kind of dovetail that. So media cares about two things. Again, I'm a simplifier. One media just needs a, a good story which everyone has so something you've overcome traumatic uh why you started this company where you where you came from all that so that that's everyone has that they don't necessarily know they have that but that's why they hire firms like mine who are experts in finding what a story actually is so that's one and then two is a news peg meaning why is it a story now so are you writing a book? Did your office, uh, did you sign a new client? Are you giving a speech? Are you running across the United States? Did you develop some new technology since COVID? That's, that's it. So that's all media needs is a good story, which everyone has. And then really more importantly is that news peg, meaning why is it a story now? Because if you're launching something in July of next year, you don't want to pitch media now. But if you're doing it in January, then, then you do. Um, you would want to do it now. So... Um, again, it, there's all this noise out here, right? There's noise. So my company just cuts through all that and just gets results because people at a certain level, they don't want, they don't want talk. They just want action. Just even though I'm talking a lot now, it's, I've actually very rarely talked that much. It's just, you just get stuff done. You just get results. So obviously when you all are hired, you're working with the company to come up with this brand identity, to create these, you know, to create these stories, to find the timing of those. But if somebody is not working with a professional, I mean, how do they start down that path? Of developing their own story? Well, developing the unique and memorable brand identity. 
So if I'm not good at something or I don't like to do it, I outsource everything. The reason why my company, the number one reason why my company is done well very quickly is I only do what I like to do and what I'm good at. No deviation. Something I don't like to do or I'm not good at it, I just outsource it. So people, whatever they're just starting out, that, that's, that doesn't matter. If they have the right mindset, they will realize, oh, wait, I'm not good at this. I don't like to do it. I find someone who's actually good at it. So that's why, that's, that's why companies succeed, because they know what they're not good at, and they hire someone that is good at it. That's the whole, like, that's the key to any successful entrepreneur is knowing your strengths, but really knowing your weaknesses, and then hiring or outsourcing your weaknesses. So it would be hiring an expert, like, 99% of things I don't want to do them or I don't like to do them. So I either don't do them or I hire someone or outsource it for them to do it for me. And I just do the 1% of things that I like 100% of the time. So then your your perspective is really there's no way to go about this for long-term success without bringing in that expert unless you're naturally. Unless you're good, yeah, but well, but that's what I mean. Why would you, that, why? Most people in society are miserable for two reasons. They are doing something they don't like to do and they're not good at for eight to 10 hours a day. So imagine doing something you don't like to do and or not good at it eight to 10 hours a day for years. You're not going to be a happy human being. Okay, so that's one. And the other type is they actually have found out what they're good at and what they like to do and they don't do anything about it. So most people, they don't do it. They don't take the action. So me and the tens of thousands of people in my network on a global level they just take they just do it they just do what they like to do and what they're good at so that's yeah that's it's not advice that's just like this is how the top this is the top entrepreneurs in the world they don't they don't do things that they're not good at or don't like to do they would never do that because they don't want to they want to focus on their zone of genius so then let me try to flip it the other way so let's say we have a company who has sat down with somebody um, to do this because it's not their thing. How how do they know that they are working with the wrong person? How do they know they've created the wrong identity? How do they know that they're trying to you know cram that square peg into that round hole? Okay, so mindset one, network two, all this other stuff is meaningless without mindset one, network two. Other stuff is byproduct of that. So the reason why I am so direct, so direct and so intentional with how I talk is because it's a magnet. It's a magnet for attracting investment, visionary, abundance, mindset people. And even among entrepreneurs, that might be one or two out of 100. But I don't care about that because I only want to work with those people. Because again, those people fit into those two buckets. And then those people introduce me to more people like that. They just, they, and then two becomes four, four becomes eight, and eight becomes a hundred, becomes a thousand. And so then, then the 10,000 becomes 40,000, 40,000. There's no limits to that. So it's people with the right mindset will understand everything that I'm talking about right now. They will just completely understand, and then they will reach out to me. That's that's what happens. So I do a lot of shows, 
and depending on the audience, 95 to 98% of people, they'll just either turn it off or they'll go away. And then the two to 5%, the people that do reach out, um, they're the ones that they're the ones that are changing the world. So let me give you an example of that. I just did a podcast with a high level entrepreneur who heard me on another podcast. And this, the host of this podcast was in, is in YPO or was in YPO was in strategic coach with me, super high level thinker. So he introduced me to this other company, uh, last week, that company, I literally talked to them today. They're the Hawaii company, sent them the contract. They signed the contract. That's what I'm talking about. There's no, there's no, there's no overguessing, overthinking. There's get stuff done, action. We realize this person knows what the hell they're doing. Hire them, let's go. Whether you're broke or whether you're running a $10 billion company, people with that mindset just take action. No overthinking, action. So how do we, as business owners who haven't had the opportunity to work with you or somebody like you, how do we know that we're going down the wrong path? How do we know that we need to make that change? How do we know? Right. Okay, that so thank you, thank you for answer, asking that again. Because what I'm trying to say with all that is that someone doesn't match your mindset. I don't, if someone doesn't match my mindset, I don't work with them. So know your tribe. So if it's not a good fit for your mindset, I, I, why would you work with someone who doesn't match your mindset or your, your core values? It doesn't make any sense. But yet most people, that's exactly what they do. They're just trying to get clients or whatever. I'm the opposite of that. I know, I know who, I, who I am. I know who my clients are. And I'm extremely intentional about that. And that example with the Hawaii company that just signed, and they just sent me an email saying the check's out in the mail right now. They, there's no, they, they just get stuff done. They get stuff done. I know, but you, you have the benefit of being in, on one side of this. I mean, I'm saying from the other perspective, from that business owner who, you know, who doesn't have the opportunity to connect with you right away or who has already started down this path because either they convinced themselves they were working with the right person or they thought they were, or they got sold the, you know, the magic jelly beans. How do they know that it's time to make that change, to make that switch, that it's not fitting? You know, what are some of the red flags that they'll see or what are some of the problems they'll be experiencing to know that they, you know, committed to the wrong person? That's a good question. So if someone asks me, what do you cost or what do you charge within the first five or 10 minutes of a conversation, I will never work with them. Um, and, and there's a, there's multiple reasons why, but the main thing is, uh, no one who's ever asked that has ever signed a contract with me. And more importantly, no one who's ever asked that has ever referred me to anyone of value who, who fits in that mindset. So people with cost scarcity mentality, they hang out with people with cost scarcity mentality. So if they make an intro for you, it's going to be someone who's not, for me, it's not a good fit. So that's why I only hang out with people with this mindset because they do introduce me to people like that. So knowing Knowing who you are, knowing your core values, and if people don't match those core values, then you, you'll know pretty much right away they're not a good fit. You'll, you'll just know, or you won't retain them in the first place. Um, you just, it, again, that's why mindset is one, network is two. All this other stuff is a byproduct of those, those first two things. And people leading with transactional, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's all relationship. Real value for people, then they create value for you. So you're a proponent of that expert gut reaction kind of thing. Like you, we, we know so much without knowing why we feel a certain way, but we should follow that. Well, that's, so that's a good question. Um, 
People with the wrong mindset for me think that I come off as arrogant. It's actually the exact opposite of arrogance. It's supreme confidence. So arrogant people think they're great at everything, right? Arrogant people think they're great at everything. I'm actually terrible at almost everything. And when I say terrible, things that a child could easily do for me causes, causes immense stress, immense difficulty. Um, so what that is though is confidence and immense amount of confidence and all that does is attract other confident people whether that's experts or leaders or ceos or entrepreneurs because every high level every single high level entrepreneur every one of them not 99 percent, and i'm talking about the highest level they know they're what they're good at and what especially what they're not good at and they're incredibly confident in that unique ability superpower not arrogant confident big difference so whether that means hiring experts or whatever, that's that's what it that's what it means. So then what advice do you have for people and how they find that superpower that they have? I mean, is that something that they're just gonna naturally come across? Or is that Got something? No. Okay. So here's that that's another good question. Thank you. Um I'm on a roll here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because uh, your audience, I'm guessing, is this is what they're on a quest for. They're on a quest to find this stuff. So all the other stuff follows. So, um, most people, most people are cost scarcity. Most entrepreneurs are cost scarcity. That's fine. I just don't work with anyone like that. Then there's the people like me and, and abundance investment visionary. And then there's a small third group where they're on the fence and then the light switch comes on and they come. So you can transition. I was definitely cost scarcity when I started. I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients, so one out of 1,000. So if that's what you'd like to do, um, go for it. I prefer to not reach out to anyone, and people just reach out to me at this point because, and then that'll just keep going um, because of this mindset network. So um, I want to ask it again. Ask it again because I want to answer this the right way. So for somebody sitting out there that probably has this right mindset. Okay. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. I've got it. I got it. So one, join the right group. So I'm in three of the top entrepreneurial organizations in the world. One is strategic coach. 90% of the way I talk, communicate, how I save my wife from the bathroom. That's what I've learned in that program. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and then I'm also an entrepreneur's organization, uh, 14,000 members on a global level, average revenue per company members, 5 million US. So there's serious people. Sorry for the ding. Um, and um, then, the, then the third one I just joined is Abundance 360. So Dr. Peter Diamandis started that. He founded XPRIZE. So people like Elon Musk are in this. This is the top, this is the top brilliant people in the world. 99% um, are running high uh, 10 million to $10 billion businesses, but they'll let a visionary way I could do like me in there every now and then because my mindset and network are at that level. So when you're in a room with those people, then you become one of those people. That's, it's pretty simple. So the quick, there's a, there is a quick way of doing this. Um, I want, if you can't join those groups, if you're not at the revenue threshold or you don't have the money to invest in that, you can write down a list of 30 things that you do every day, 30 things no matter how small a task they are. And then you cross off 27 that you don't like to do or not good at, circle the three that you do like to do and are good at, and then come up with a mission statement based on that. I like that. So 
I, I feel like though this requires people to have that flexibility. I mean, you really have to be in that entrepreneurial, you, you can't be doing a nine to five and tell your boss, hey, I'm not doing these 27 things anymore, right? Um, I'm trying to think if there's an exception to that. There are certain positions, and I was an entrepreneur for 20 years. They didn't know what to do with me in corporate, so they actually did just let me. They gave me all these weird jobs because they didn't know what to do with me. So there are exceptions, but for the most part, I would say you're correct. Um, yeah, this is this is. I'm not. I'm not talking to employees right now. There's, no, no, no. I'm talking to. Well, I am maybe, but I'm not. I'm talking to people who have either started their businesses or they're at one level and they want to get to here. Or they're here they want to get to here that's who i'm talking to right now so for those people that are at that stage you know the, the crossing off 27 um is your advice to them that you know as soon as you can afford it to go into strategic coach or one of those other programs yes man you're you're really interesting because um i'm up here flying the plane right and then you're taking that and you're analyzing and then you make it into a you synthesize it. Um, that's very. That's a that's a rare skill set, by the way. But well, I always tell people I'm smart enough and dumb enough to ask the right question. That like it's yeah. a it's it's a it's a line to walk. Right. So and then you know before you, before this started, you're like, oh, you have any questions? You go, no, absolutely not, because it's all organic. I don't. I've I've interviewed tens of thousands of people as a journalist, and then through this. I've never, I do a very cursory scan, but I've never written down one question because that's not, that's, I mean, some people, maybe they do that. I always laugh when someone sends me like a, a list of questions. Here's a list of questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not reading this. And, and I'm telling you right now by the second question, you will have lost track of that list because that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. So it's, it's, um, your network is your net worth. If you're in the room with the right people, you become those people. You just become them. So, and you have that mindset, you will attract other people with that mindset. So, and when, you know, other people are like, oh, you, you, you know, you hang out with the five people you hang out with, you you know, that's the, your greatest input. So I only hang out with people that are more advanced, more evolved, or more as collaborative as I am, same mindset. Cause why would I hang out with anyone else? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, and then what happens is um, you lose friends, you gain new friends. Lose friends, gain new friends. I, I, the, the ones, uh, my best friends are from my fraternity days in college, but the friends that I really talk to from my fraternity days in college are the ones who are entrepreneurs, who created something from nothing. That's who I talk to. Those are my friends now. They were always my friends, but now they're, it's different kind of friends. Well, and I think you open yourself up to opportunities that are more in line with what you're looking for when you have that understanding of who you're with. Oh, you just did it again. Exactly. So, I, I mean, uh, it's not a struggle per se, whatever, but, you know, me having a regular conversation with an average person is very difficult for me because I don't, I really don't know what to say. Um, I actually, I like occasionally having those conversations because, I'm in this, I'm in this bubble, right? I don't even know if you can see my hand, but I'm in this bubble where, you know, it's the 1% of entrepreneurial minds or whatever. And there's nothing really COVID's happening, but it's, it's not, a, it's not a deterrent. It's actually an accelerant. 
it's actually the greatest opportunity that's ever happened for these people. So it's, um, you're just in this bubble constantly. And so sometimes it is good to leave that bubble and just have a normal conversation about T-ball or whatever neighborhood stuff. Um, because when you're in this bubble all the time, it's kind, it's kind of a weird place to be all the time. Um, but it's also the greatest place because th these are the companies that are, these are the companies that are changing the world and hiring the billions and billions of people that will integrate and implement all this wackadoo stuff. So it's very exciting to be floating around here. It's interesting you, you phrase it that way because I'm the uh, vice chair for our local Big Brothers Big Sisters chapter. And so um, it, we do a magic moment at the beginning where we talk, you know, we hear from one of the littles, one of the bigs that talks about what they're going through and the pairing and obviously everything's been virtual for the last you know eight months or so um, but it's just it's it gives you the opportunity to hear those stories from you know 12 year olds who can't go to school now and are, are transitioning to virtual learning and all those things that yep. we otherwise wouldn't necessarily get to experience it keeps you grounded and um, um, my wife who again I'm, I'm going to keep saying this just saved her from being trapped in the bathroom um, so she's a pediatrician and uh, she's the exact opposite personality as me, exact opposite. Um, loving, caring, community, rules, meetings, kind of like it's, um, and then I'm action, get stuff done, find the third way in, get, get in the nightclub however you have to get into, come up with ideas, get stuff done. Um, kindness and empathy within this bubble and then because those people again are the ones that provide the most impact so she she keeps me grounded she's she's um she's made me a human and she's uh and then i've made her more adventurous and uh more uh you know likes to take risks more now so it's been a good good blending and then our kids are um really interesting mix of our brains our, our eight-year-old um it's already started his first business and uh, our six-year-old wants to be a Navy SEAL. And then last night, I was talking to one of the top, how do I say it? One of the top medical professionals in the world. And her husband uh, was a Navy SEAL. And then she just introduced me to one of the most famous Navy SEALs in the world uh, today. So, um, and then her, she was telling, she had her first baby she's 14 months and but the, the kid so man the kid was wild it was really awesome she was like super super bouncing around the walls it's like dad's a navy seal mom is top healthcare professional so it's a really interesting mix of brains and then and then i think you'll appreciate this story too i'm sorry for rambling but the, no i i feel like in stories like this is where you learn the most about everybody right yeah all this yeah right again so those three reasons why podcasts are replacing mainstream media this is this is why so um, when my son was seven, again, he's already started his first business. So I was walking him to school about a month and a half ago. He's like, oh yeah, I'm so bored with school. I go, well, yeah, of course you're bored. You're being taught by people with zero entrepreneurial skills, instincts, you know, cookie cutter education. That's fine. I'm like, you know, just learn what you need to learn. Uh, you know, and he's a good student. He's, my wife has a photographic memory. So my, both my kids have that, but, um, really good student but I'm like you know do what you need to do and then I'll introduce you to people that will like this you know doctor or Navy SEAL husband or people that can 
really change your life. So, <clears throat> so this abundance 360 thing that I joined, um, which is amazing. Uh, the first call that we had was, uh, Dr. Diamandis, me, and then 15 of the most insanely brilliant people, successful people on the planet. And so that was, that was the call. And then we had one of the top geneticists in the world talking about, uh, how people are going to be able to live to 200 or 250 years old very soon. So that's not like, Oh my God, this is, no, it's like, this is actually happening very soon. And so then my kids watched that with me. They just sat on my lap and watched that with me. And I've never seen them happier in terms of a learning about something. So that's what I mean. So I can, they can learn their school stuff, whatever. Uh, but then I'll change their brains and or enhance their brains in different ways that 99.9% .9 of parents would not think about or actually do. And so it's very exciting to see, <clears throat> see that, see them getting access to that knowledge and those type of people at, at such a young age. Um, I grew up in a pretty affluent area, 25 miles north of Chicago. I got a full academic scholarship to college, 32 on my ACT. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm somewhat smart. Um, never heard the word entrepreneur, not one time when I was growing up, never heard it in college. Uh, didn't know what an LLC was when I started this company three and a half years ago. Didn't know you had to pay taxes three, you know, four times a year. I don't, I still don't know what an escort means. I have no idea what that means. Like all that stuff to me is just landing the plane nonsense. So it's like, okay, how did I build this company? How did I do this? Create a global company. We're new client in Hawaii, whatever. Clients all over the world. Well, this is how I did it. That's what my book's about. That's how I did it. Mindset network, all this other stuff, whatever. And I think Mark, we have a link to the book in the comments. I believe so. If not, we'll make sure we get that in there. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, as we get towards the end of this, I mean, are there any takeaways, advice, wisdom that you want to pass on to whoever's listening and watching to this? Yes, I'm happy to do that. Thank you. Um, so from, from the book's perspective, the three things that people have told me, <clears throat> they've gotten the most out of it. And just so like a lot of people write books, a lot of it's just BS. So Chris Foss wrote the forward for my book. Anyone who's anyone who's read his book never split the difference. Two, it's an international bestseller in six countries and number one for entrepreneurship in the US. So it's, it's whatever, it's, it, that's a pretty big deal. So anyway, it, it, there's, if I do something, I don't do a lot of things, but if I do it, it's, it has to be at a certain level. So from that perspective, the three things that from people who have read the book, what they've gotten the most out of it, three main things. One, only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. If someone asks, what do you cost or charge? Get, get rid of them as fast as you can for reasons I said before. Two, when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure things out. So my company's always been profitable, but at the two-year mark, it really, everything started to flow. Processes, just everything, it just flowed. All the momentum was building. My rates had gotten to the point where it weeded out all the nonsense. So it's not a quick fix starting a business. It takes time. Two years, not two months, not six months, two years. Can I jump in there for a second before you get to the yeah. third thing, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So when you talk about the, the two years, is that something that business owners should be okay with? Or is that something that business owners should be planning for? Like, is it you should plan? Both. Both. Okay. Both. So I help a lot of... I talk to and provide some guidance to people who are starting their businesses. And then they have the same deer in the headlights look that I did. Same deer in the headlights look. 
and uh, so I'm like, just it's going to take time. This is not going to it's it's going to take time. And <clears throat> the two year thing is actually, you know, that's my company. Two years is pretty fast turnaround. So at least two years. It's just going to take time. So it's not and. I have, I have not met one entrepreneur who, the highest level entrepreneur who's not overcome at least one of the following four things. This is not one of the three things that are in my book, but it, it's something to note. So if you can't handle at least one of these four things, don't become an entrepreneur, okay, very simple. One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, highest level of depression you can ever imagine. Three, highest level of anxiety you can possibly imagine. Or four, um, possible or likely traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So if you can't handle that or thrive in that, don't become an entrepreneur because that's why people get jobs. That's why they stop being an entrepreneur. They can't, that's why they don't think big because they can't handle those four things. So that's, that's the real entrepreneur life. But you know, then the other, the other thing that people have gotten from the book is uh, only, only do what you're good at and what you like to do. And I've said that a million times during this, but that that's why I'm saying it a million times because I only do what I like to do and what I'm good at. Don't do anything else. And this isn't work for me at all. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I always, you know, they get carved out on my calendar and then I look forward to them and I'm like sitting there all morning, like, all right, you know, gonna get to talk to Justin this afternoon, gonna get to talk to, you know, whatever other guests we have, it's. Well, and here, so let me dovetail that for people who don't know it about you, is that you are very, again, cause you're Colby score, high quick start and high follow through, especially for an entrepreneur. You take immense joy in following up on things and actually making high-level intros um, where you you don't a first meeting to you whatever is just a first meeting. A lot of people a first meeting is the last meeting. You're not like that. You actually give a bleep about following through at a high level. That's a very rare skill set. Um, not not in my network, but overall that's a very rare skill set. Um, so that's a good thing. And then you're constantly. I'm not trying to analyze you here, but this is this is what I you're constantly hyper aware, constantly hyper aware of people that you can introduce someone to. You're always it's just it's just floating there. You're like, oh, boom, 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 boom. So I'm like that, too, where I can talk to someone in Australia. They'll say something obscure. I'll be like, oh, I know someone in Hawaii that thinks like that. And I'll introduce them. And like a week later, they're like, how do you know how to do that? I go, I don't know. Just know how to do it. But it's it's being aware of that of that superpower, but then like you taking action on it, actually doing something, being proactive. Yeah. For me, uh, so I've got my business development books right over there. So Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, where he talks about super connectors. As I was reading that, I was like, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Right. So that's what I, that one that one you are. Um, so super connectors, right? Did I introduce you to Lisa? If I didn't, I will, but you did not. So, so Lisa Ma, again, there's nothing random what you just said about super connectors. So Lisa Ma and I met, we immediately became best friends, both super connectors. So we started a super connector group and we just had our second super connector meeting last night and it's all super connectors from all around the world. And it's all just awesome people who just want to connect awesome, awesome people to other awesome people. And so Lisa's like you, where you have a discussion see it's a good fit and then boom take action so she takes action and uh, so she and i co-founded that and then i'll introduce you to her immediately after this because she you one you'd be perfect for that group just to just to be in it and then two you'll know people that would be perfect for that group and it's a good group it's every it's basically 40 of us 
in one group from all over the world. Pretty cool. Yeah, I always love doing, uh, you know, the Colby test or the disc assessment, just going through it, and then. What are you every... in disc again? Oh, I'm like off the. I'm a DI off the thing. Right, that's what I am. I'm the highest D, and then like I, I don't. The other, I met a D, a high D, high S, and I'm like, oh my god, how does that even work? Like, how does that work? Half of them hates the other half. And that's really what. That's what it is. That's exactly what. That's literally not literally, but almost literally what they said. That's they're like we're I'm done there. She's she was like she's in Canada and she's like it's just a constant pull against myself, constant well, pull. Mark was so far off the charts. I think our disc assessor had to double check his scores just to. Uh, what was it? What was it? What was the score? It was an, like like a one twenty i or something like that. What? Oh no no the, the, what is that possible? <laughs> off the it was thing. off the grid. It was yeah. like a floating dot. That's pot. I didn't know that was even possible. That's hilarious. So, oh right. my god, influence, influence, influence. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just getting shit done, man. <laughs> Sorry, I swore. Just get, get it done. Oh man, oh man, it's kind of funny. All right, so then, um, so let's do this. I think that's a good part for us to wrap up. I want to make sure that we have the contact information for people. Okay, so I'll land the plane. You want to land the plane? Okay, 120. I, I, I. It was, it was often, I'm, I'm going to be focused on that for so long. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> Let me say this, because you'll preach. So that's a dot off the screen, right? So most people with my mindset and the, the, the entrepreneurs at this level, they're, they're those dots within their own family. They're floating off the screen, their own family, own community, own vertical. So that's why I'm constantly trying to find those dots that have floated off the screen. So my company's tens of thousands of those dots that are, floating around and they were aliens within all growing up they didn't know what was going on with their brain so that's that's what my company is is thousands of those people well i just i always look forward to the linkedin message of you me and somebody else when you're like this is jordan's colby score this is your colby score you guys need to talk i'm like all right right, cool. right. so great. that's when you know your colby it's a different level of conversation it just is that makes perfect sense so we have uh we have repicllc.com and we yep. have repicbusiness.com. Yep. And then LinkedIn, Justin Breen on LinkedIn. I have 23,000 followers there. I use it as a commercial for other people. It's endless connectivity there. So. All right. We'll drop that in the comments. Anything else that we can do for you while we got you here? Thank you very much for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much for this opportunity for you to, to have you on. So I appreciate right, it as well. That? Here's the book, by the way, in case you, there it is. There it is. All right. Then with that, Mark, get that comment in there, and then we'll uh, wrap up here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to Let's get up to business from Jordan Law. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast and would consider sharing the show. We would also love an honest five-star review through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcatcher you use. If you are interested in being a guest of the podcast, please contact producer Mark through email at mark at jordanlawfl.com. Use the subject line, 
podcast guest in your email. Thank you. We look forward to speaking to you again soon.